guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Today, I want to show you some of the difficult trials that Job went through, and you're going to see how much you can feel for this guy in these poetic chapters in the Old Testament. Well, I guess the way I could start this out is Job has a really, really bad day. Okay, this is chapter one of Job, and I want to classify this basically as the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, let's start with the good. You got verses one through four. There was a man in the land of Uz, love that, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. Now we know that he's not a perfect man, but he is just a man who is good. He is one that feared God or reverenced him and eschewed evil or did his best to stay away from evil. Uh, he's got seven sons, three daughters. Verse three, he is a rich man, all the sheep and camels and so forth. He's got a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all of the men in the east. Now verse 4, his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So a little family gathering getting together. Now here's where, like I mentioned yesterday, how whoever wrote the book of Job took some creative license with this, with verse number 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down into it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth, perfect and upright, like it said earlier, one that feareth God is true with evil. Then Satan answered to God, Doth Job fear God for naught? So then you've got the bad, which is verses 6 through 12. And like I said yesterday, whoever wrote these took some creative license. It does make it sound like the God and Satan are just hanging out. And he's like, hey, you're looking for someone to tempt? Have you considered my servant Job? And Satan's like, oh, you've blessed this guy so much. I curse him. He's going to curse you to your face. And God's just like, hey, look. Verse 12, the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So I don't think this is actually how it happened, but this is one of those situations where you see bad things happening to a good person. In fact, this is where it gets ugly. Verse 13, there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking like we talked about before. Uh, there came a messenger to Job and he said, the oxen were plowing, the asses were feeding before them. The Sabaeans fell upon them, took them away and have slain the servants with the edge of the sword and I only am escaped to tell thee. And while I was at speaking, another one comes. The fire of God has fallen from heaven, burned up the sheep and your servants and consumed them and I am only escaped to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, another Another came. The Chaldeans came out in three bands, fell upon the camels and took them away, slain the servants. And I only am escaped to tell thee. And then verse 18, while he was that speaking, another came. Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking. And then there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only am escaped to tell thee. So here's Job and all of a sudden back to back to back to back, he loses everything. And so there's this, this a bad day for Job. And again, we don't know if it happened that way, but we just know that he went through difficulties. Well, when you lose everything, you start going, well, at least you still have your 
health. Okay, so now you go to chapter 2, verse 7, where again, this interaction seems to be God telling Satan, look, you can hurt him, just don't kill him, all right? So verse 7, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Okay, so his physical health has been compromised now. Well, at least you still have your wife, right? Well, verse number nine, then said his wife unto him, dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. So here's his wife saying like this, just, you know what? Why don't you just curse God and die? You've lost everything. Well, you still have your friends. Now, this is a key element to the story of Job, which we'll talk more about later on. Verses 11 to 13, he's got three friends who show up. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Great names. Uh, it says they showed up, everyone from his place. They had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him. So their goal, mourn and comfort with him. Uh, then verse 12, they lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not. They lifted up their voice and wept. They rent everyone his mantle, sprinkled dust on their heads. So when they see Job, I can just picture him going like, oh, gosh, not quite what we had, oh, you know. These guys, just they just all of a sudden, they saw him. They saw how bad it was and it caused them to freak out. Verse 13, so they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights. None spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. And so for a good portion of the book of Job, it's like 38 chapters. It is the interchange of these three friends trying to quote unquote help Job and they don't do that great of a job. In fact, one of my favorite phrases is chapter 16 verses one and two. This is after they'd been telling him how much you know he's sinned and that's the reasons why he has struggled. Verse one, then Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are ye all. It's like, you guys are not that great. You click on the footnote where it says comforters, and it takes you back to another verse in Job 13, but he says, but ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. So it's like, look, you guys aren't helping very much. And then, of course, when all of this, you're just like, well, at least you can sleep. I think when you're when you're struggling, you can at least take a nap and, and take a break from these things. Well, you go back to chapter 7 of Job, and it says, verse 4, When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise and the night be gone? And I am full of tossings to and fro unto the dawning of the day. Verse number 13, when I say, my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint, then thou scarest me with dreams and terrifiest me through visions. And so Job has no respite from any of these things that he struggles with. So the question is, how can Job continue and what does he still have and where can he turn for help? Now, that leads us to tomorrow's episode because you're going to see, and the, the question is brought up here, why do bad things happen to good people? And that is such a difficult question, and that's going to take a lot of effort from all kinds of people to try to figure out the answer to that. Well, again, where can Job turn? Tomorrow I will show you the best place to turn when you are going through difficult trials like this. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.